Hey folks, Big Jake here just to take a minute and remind you that Music the Lifeblood is not a politically correct podcast. So the following episode might have some colorful commentary on the subjects at hand. Listener discretion is advised. Sitting around with time to kill. If we don't do it, then no one will. Our eyes are cold, our thoughts are old. Fifteen minutes till we lose control. You are now listening to... Music, the lifeblood. Generation behind, going nowhere's just fine. Maybe tonight, some night we die. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to another episode of Music, the Lifeblood. I am your very humble host, Dustin. Join with me, as always, the Nest Quick to my vitamin D milk, the Mayo to my bacon. Struggling a little now. The lube oh. to my Johnson. There you go. I'll take it. I mean, that's fine. That's fine. Big Jake. hey What are we talking about? Today, good sir, I run this show. <laughs> Today, you are the co-host, sir. This is uh, the episode that I am that I am running this week. I feel like I've wandered into purgatory. Yeah, yeah, you're just gonna a... you're you're about to to float in in a uh, in my world for one, a while. One foot on the earth, the other foot in the ethereal. Everything floats down here. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're today we are discussing. I guess this week we are discussing. I'm gonna learn you. I'm gonna learn you real good this week about <laughs> the history. <laughs> The history and the influence on modern metal that video game music has had. Right, right. Because it's a thing. It's absolutely a thing. I did, you know, I did. I made it a point to, you know, and try and learn what I can. Yeah. But uh, this kind of knowledge, I think, only comes at maybe four or five semesters of intense study. There's way more here than you than one would think. Or yeah. just a lifetime of being involved. Hello. So <laughs> I am a lifetime of being involved. So there it is. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, we're talking it's uh the video game music episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm excited. It's gonna be interesting. I'm excited. All right. Now before we jump into yes. the meat and potatoes of the episode, uh I want to talk about our sponsor for this week. Do we have a new one? No. Oh, okay. It's the one. It's the one we've been going with for a while now. It's. it's Do you perhaps mean indie CD and vinyl? There it is. <laughs> there it is. So yeah, if you are in the Indianapolis area and you are on the hunt for vinyl CDs, used or new, punk rock, metal, reggae, dubstep, EDM, they got it. Electronic shit you probably don't even know about. Indie CD and Vinyl has you covered. Indie CD and Vinyl located at 806 Broad Ripple Ave in the happening Broad Ripple neighborhood of Indianapolis, Indiana. B-Rip. <laughs> I go there on a pretty regular basis. You and do. I have literally never had a shitty time. We also have a banner there. We do. There's some... There's some some tasty music to Lifeblood marketing material. There's some swag going so, on. So go check those guys out. Friendly staff. I've talked to the owners on multiple occasions. Good people. Good music. There it is. Let's do it. All right. Before we jump in again to the rest yeah. of, of the episode, I want to remind everyone that Music the Lifeblood does have a Patreon. And we want your money. And we definitely do want your money. Increments of $1 all the way to 500 Choose at your own will and at your own peril. <laughs> I want to remind everyone out there that Music the Lifeblood is also available on YouTube. 
Mm-hmm. Our sister show, Conversations from the Pit, hosted by myself with Music the Lifeblood's own third man in the field, Mr. John Carter, and Vinyl Thursday, which I host as well, where you can just you can peer into my record collection and or... Which is extensive. My mind. There you go. All right, that is it. We're going to take a break. We'll be back, and we're going to play some Maniac Mansion. You. Who? Me? Yeah, you listening to this episode of Music the Lifeblood. Since you're getting this shit for free, why don't you do Music the Lifeblood a favor? Okay. If you're listening to this show on iTunes, then leave a rating and review, even if you hate it. If you're not on iTunes, is there a like button? Yes. Then hit it. And don't forget to share this episode on whatever bullshit social media platform you're into. All right? All right. Fuck yeah. Music the lifeblood. Big Jake. Dustin. Let the let the games begin. Tell me what you know, not with your notes, what you know about video games and the music involved. <clears throat> I... Oh, okay. So I look at it. I look at it from this uh, vantage point. Uh, you have two different prongs to your awareness of the world around you. Okay. You have your you have your conscious mind and you have your unconscious mind. So the conscious mind obviously detail you know deals with higher processing, yeah, high, yeah, higher yeah. reasoning. Your unconsciousness is that sort of awareness you always have that oh it's cold in here. It's hot in here, that yeah. sort of thing. Lower reasoning, so to speak, and uh, things you don't necessarily need to acknowledge. Yeah. You just are aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, the neat thing about video game music specifically is that it, it allows you to um, it allows you to sort of let your uh, your unconscious mind kind of dial it in, mm-hmm. and then that allows you to your conscious mind to process. Problem solve puzzle yeah. puzzles things yeah. like that. You could do that over the top. It almost it almost adds a. It's like a. I imagine it as like a river. Okay. You know your your the river the actual water is your unconscious mind and the raft is your is your conscious mind. Okay. Um, to where you're able, I'm going to go. You're this controlling way, it, yeah. But all the while, you're still going down the river. And I gotcha. see that's how I see video games. So. Okay. It's, or at least video game music and or tied in with the video game. That's how okay. I look at it. Gotcha. You're not completely wrong, especially in the in the early days. We're going to start way back at the beginning. We're going to start way, 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 way back. Before this is, we're talking like late 70s, early 80s when video games in the home were just blooming. I did, I did, I did a little bit of digging. Yeah, um, you can. There's there's um, some stuff here. There was uh, there was a game I looked at. Um, I looked at. I think it had the screenshots of it called Computer Space. <laughs> yeah, and it was the the funny thing. The reason I remember it so well is that the company that made the vi- made the video game mm-hmm. that no shit they were called Nutting Associates. <laughs> yep, that sounds about right. Early shit was weird, man. <laughs> and I thought it was like, like okay, that that term was probably something different then. Yeah. <laughs> Just I laughed out loud when I read it. I was like, oh, great. Okay. <laughs> I wonder what the music sounds like. Um, Take me back. Well, okay. Pre 
original Nintendo. So you're looking at Famicom, or excuse me, ColecoVision and Television, the Atari systems, mm. uh, home computers, Commodore 64s. Prior to that, you're looking at the only quote-unquote video games that were in the, the Ivy League schools, and they were just making them on their gigantic room-sized computers right. for funsies. Yeah. The first one being what is essentially Asteroids. It wasn't called that, but it was Asteroids, and it was, was it MIT, I think? And that was in like 68. Hmm. Uh, wow. No music, no sound. Took a room to make a couple lines on a black screen. <laughs> but, uh, I do. I, it's it's funny. It's funny. It's funny when you say that because when because you ask like whenever you buy a new computer, you ask you know what's the processing power? Yeah, and somebody will say it's got a hundred gigs of RAM. You know what I mean? Yeah, Some yeah. arbitrary number, whatever it is. No one ever says it's got about five gymnasiums. <laughs> Worth it's of RAM measured in square footage <laughs> instead of. <laughs> you've never, you've never heard the jackass at Best Buy say that. Oh, it's, it's that's not gonna beautiful. Happen. Or it only has about a baby pool of RAM. <laughs> <laughs> this has thirty-eight hundred square feet. <laughs> yeah, of storage. <laughs> Um, I, I I like quant- I like quantifiable things where you're like well, it's a football field of RAM. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, okay, that'll work. Uh, so basically, before the NES, before the original Nintendo that came out in '89, I believe uh, that's not right. That's way too late. It was '84 and '84 in Japan, '85 in the states. Uh, music in video games was kind of what we referred to as just chirps. They just referred to it as the chirps. Yeah, and uh, a lot of it was, like, uh, Mario was the first home console game to really bring in a experience of, this has audible music that you can hum to. Like, this is music. Now, there are things that came before Donkey Kong, early stuff, which is just boo, 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 doo, doo, boo, boo, doo, 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 That's it. That's the whole thing. <laughs> and then you played the game, and the game didn't have any music. It was just the intro had a little a little jingle. Uh, a lot of people attribute Pac-Man to being the first game with quote-unquote rhythm, which is stupid because of wonka, 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 wonka. <laughs> that's like the uh, that's like the Mashuga. Yeah. Yeah. Can you play or make the make the Mashuga face? The fi- play it. <laughs> It never works when I do it. No, because it's audio, but yeah, but it makes me happy. But it's real good. It's it's pretty fucking solid. Spot on. But uh, so that once we get Mario, people are realizing that when your music can increase the value of your game and can increase a player's experience, right? Because I mean, you being a not playing any video games, you know Mario music. I guarantee it. Yeah, I can remember it from when I was a kid. Yeah, exactly. Like it just it's it's. It's lodged in your subconscious. It's right. it's just in there now. Dare I say, Americana? I don't know what to say that because it's Japanese, but <laughs> doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we get if we like it, we're we'll co-opt it. We'll, we'll steal it. Yeah. It's fine. It's like I'm a big fan of cultural appropriation. I think it's badass. I agree. I wanna, if, we're, if we're falling under that, if I want to fucking wear a samurai suit, just mowing the yard, I'll fucking do it. Yeah. Period. End of story. Yeah. Hashtag cultural cultural appropriation <laughs> is the coolest. So that brings us to the early eighties. So we are early to mid eighties under the gentleman by the name of Koji Kondo, Whoa. who is considered the grandfather of video games. The Godzilla of video games, if you will. I mean, sure, if that's what you want to go with. He's the king of all 
monsters. <laughs> I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how that was gonna work. Masura. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, hey, didn't that guy have like a studio where he like Koji Kondo? Yeah, wasn't that like a he had like a <sighs> This is my dojo for making video gamer. I don't think so. <laughs> Pretty sure he worked at Nintendo of Japan. I I mean it's the same thing. Uh, and he he he's generally regarded as the grandfather of video game music. He was the first one to give video game music a a heart and a soul and Ooh. like made made music with it. What was the game? The Super Mario was the first one oh, that, that's it? that that's, really had that's like the one. yeah, that was the first one that had there were things that came before, but the first one that had like a melody and stuff was super was the original Super Mario. So like it's Super Mario's like a big deal. It's a huge deal. Like uh culturally speaking, historically speaking, like it is a it changed a lot of things. It's like the Beatles of video games. Yeah, no it really is. It really is. And like like I said, the music in that game, like it sticks with you. It's Fuck. that music is still being redone, remastered, remade it's today. Fucking fucking do 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 But uh <laughs> But he went on the do <laughs> Jesus. Gosh, I should have known this this would have been rough. I should have known this would have been rough. But uh he went on to do the Legend of Zelda series and that has full orchestrations, but the reason I bring specifically Koji Kondo up is because his influences are some of the same influences that you and I have. He liked Deep Purple. He liked CCR. He, the music he listened to affected how he wrote his music for his games. He's from Japan? Yes. So he wrote songs instead of Theme, themes. Re- repetitive. Yeah, he he was his interest was writing music. Mm. He was he was an uh he wasn't he didn't get into game design game music as like his goal because that wasn't a right. thing at the time. He w- he wanted to be a a conductor or a uh, a writer of music, just something that, that's what he wanted to do, and it happened to be this was his outlet. So that's how things kind of got started, is because. He writing video game music was not his intention. He wanted to write pieces of music, and this was his outlet. So was he like a failed musician? I don't know. I did, I've never. Because really, that's what that sounds like. Maybe. Like, maybe. Like he couldn't get along with the guys in the band. No, I think. It, I think it was more of he didn't enjoy the way traditional music was done in Japan. He's so he found fucking, he found an outlet elsewhere. Sick of this. He's sick of this shit. Punk rock shit. I don't think that's not the, the dude like Deep Purple. That's what I, that's how that conversation went. Except for it was in J- Japanese. Yeah, sick of shit. He was like, "I'm sick of your shit. You want to know what I think? Do 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 But we we owe we owe the technological side to him as well because prior these old game consoles and these old arcade cabinets MIDI wasn't a thing yet where you could had a computer that was designed to make music they eight, had 8 bit 8 bit yes and even before that like Atari wasn't even 8 bit and it still had you know the chirps and the beeps and the What boops. was what was Pong like half a bit I don't know bit wise but it sure as hell wasn't 8 bit There doop. has to be a quantifiable bit doop. <laughs> I know. That's, like, like, that's it. That's got to be like quarter bit. <laughs> An eighth a bit. An eighth bit. <laughs> what was Sega? 16 bit, right? 16 bit, yeah. Yeah, they doubled, they doubled the Nintendo. Eh, but uh, we'll get there. <laughs> the uh, So basically, these, these systems had to have chips inside of them that were designed to make 
music. However, they mm. weren't designed to make music. They were designed to make sounds. Right. So Koji Kondo is responsible for figuring out how to use these chips into making music because a lot of the percussive sounds and things are literally just static sound mm. that he would cut up into a measure and that would use as percussion. They called him... Um, I wrote that down because it was an interesting. It was an interesting phrase. Uh, da, 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 da. Makes me think of uh, cakewalk. Cakewalk. That old. Uh, um, it was like a. It was software. Noise channels. It was called noise channels, and mm. they broke it down into percussive sounds. Hmm. And that's like that was like he. That's he's responsible for that. <sighs> yeah, the snares are just. Uh, also, uh, an hmm. interesting music writing aspect, the Nintendo, the original Nintendo, the NES, only had five channels for music. You could only have five instruments playing at one time. Mm. So... In, like, self-imposed Yeah, you had to learn to write music yeah. differently. So, and then also... In- well, I mean, har- harmony, melody, rhythm. Harmony, melody, Technically, rhythm. Technically, I mean... That's snare a, and bass. Yeah. That's well, that's five. rhythm. Got a th- you got a th- that's separate tracks on that though. Yeah, you, right. you had to run that separately. Think about this though. The game also has sound. So when something happens, a lot of the old NES games, something happens in the game, the sound will cut out. One of the tracks will drop mm. because a sound happened in the game. So he's responsible for finding ways to to incorporate the music as as only being four tracks and finding ways to change things and make things better to allow the game sound to be come through and not interrupt the music. Mm. Uh, which, uh, the next gentleman on our list, our little history lesson, is Nobuo Umatsu, who is uh, responsible for the Final Fantasy music. And he brought the sound of full orchestration into, mu- into video games. Even I With know, only five channels. Yeah, even I know Final Fantasy's a big deal. Yeah. Because that's, yeah. that's still around. That's oh, like yeah. A, that's, 15 just came out. Yeah, like, yeah. I remember fifteen. I remember. I remember. I remember playing that game when I was a kid. Yeah, I went and stayed over at my uh, my buddy Luke's house mm-hmm. when I was a kid, and uh, they were playing that. And I played it maybe five minutes, and it was like, no. Oh, really? Yeah, no. Hmm. Couldn't do it. It's hard. The video games that have appeal to me are so narrow. Yeah, like, in scope. I yeah. guess just, I don't. Fight. You probably like you probably just like side scrollers. Just go right and figure it out. You don't like to have to set and think and problem solve. And I love, I love <clears throat> Excite Bike. Yeah, it's a side scroller. Yeah, yeah, platformer. I have a, a little thing in the in the bed in my wife and I's bedroom. Mm-hmm. So like on the occasion that I'm like waiting for her to get dressed, I'll sit there and play Excite Bike for five nice. ten minutes. Yeah, uh, I like to. I like the little ramps that shoot you off. Shoot you up real high. <laughs> Those are my favorite. Oh. You, make, you make your own track, and you just use like a bunch of those, and you're just yeah. like air. All just catch, just catching mad eight bit air. It's awesome, and that theme music, do 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 do. I just think it's awesome. So that brings us to the early '90s. So now we are entering the 16 bit era, Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis. Hey, I had a Sega. Okay, good because I'm about to talk about the Sega. I had, uh, I had Sonic. Yeah, and I had a Mickey Mouse game. Nice, the first one anyway. The second one, not so much. Mickey Mouse game was cool. Mm. It was neat. Mm. It was like uh, you had to go through a castle. Yeah, fascinating. 
I, I feel like this is this this role is switched this time. We're like I'm the one. Usually I'm the one like you're going on about kiss, and I'm like fascinating. Really? Tell me more. And I'm just going, and you're like, ah, ah, ah. like you, have, you have no idea. But that brings us to this early '90s, which uh, a gentleman named Masato Nakamura, who did the music for the Sonic games, this is a good name. Huh? This is a good name. Masato Nakamura? Yeah. That is a solid name. Sounds like like a wizard. It does. A Japanese wizard. (laughs) A Japanese wizard. To be specific. With with delicious rice. (laughs) Magic delicious rice. (laughs) Magic delicious rice. (laughs) Hashtag cultural. The the Sega Genesis was known for having just a bullshit, terrible music chip that made terrible noises and everyone hated it. Right. So he found that the only noise it could possibly fucking make well was bass. So that's why all those games, all the music is very funky and bass heavy. Mm. Earthworm Jim. Yep, that's a good, that's a good ass game, good ass soundtrack too. Uh, Which that also, that kind of, that's where the console music stayed for a while. Mm. Because we got the the, net, the SNES and the Genesis and it 16-bit music chip came up a little bit, can do more sounds now, can do a little bit more, can emulate orchestration music such as on like a Killer Instinct. Had an intro with, sounded very much like an electric guitar, but it was just the chip and the fucking thing. But it, it was much better at emulating sound. Uh, also in the early 90s, we see the emergence of PC gaming. Which brings on the whole new world of MIDI tracks. Doom! Fucking exactly. Robert Prince wrote the theme song for Doom, E1M1. Or Isumi, is it E1M1, H1M1? I can't remember what it is. But uh, it's it's the, do- the Doom thing. That's uh, the first time, <laughs> the first time we get aggressive music in video games. Other than like Mega Man, which is kind of on the cusp, it's still kind of gamey. But the theme to Doom is fucking thrash metal. Like it just is thrash metal. So this kind of like too too edgy for me kind of kind of mindset of <laughs> these kids. These kids want that. This is what the kids are listening to. Let's give them that. Right. So that kind of sets the tone for a lot of things for a while. And even with the old stuff in the in the eighties, what was pop- we talk about it all the time? What music was quote unquote pop in the eighties? Was hair metal. So a lot of these Mega Man games, specifically Mega Man games, all of these weird old mid eighties uh, NES games, the music is very aggressive and very kind of hair metal y mm-hmm. because that's what was around. That's you want to sell your game, put modern music in it. Hmm. So this kind of all influences where we're where we're going. Questions, comments, concerns. <laughs> I have no questions. No questions, no comments. The no history concerns. the history was thorough. Then let's move along, shall we? Shall. Okay. Shall, so shall. we are now in the mid to late 1990s. 1998, something important happened. Um Twisted Metal came out. You're right. In 97, 96, I can't remember. That's a good game. I like that. See, game. I know some shit. Not a good soundtrack though, but good game. I know some shit. Good. I'm glad. Who'd you play as? Do you remember? Uh it was a clown. Sweet Tooth. I always played as Thumper. He's the black guy who drove the big pink Cadillac that shot flames. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Seems like that guy, that game has a lot of replay value. I love that game. That's important, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, yes and no. Depends game, on the... Games are like, uh, like movies now, you know? Again, you it just depends on what you want. Depends watch on what the game is designed to be. You get the gist of it. And... Yeah. 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 You move along. 
Yeah. Mm. Um, so mm. nineteen. Mm, yeah, that's quite. Uh, nineteen ninety eight. Something important happens uh, on the PC. Heart of Darkness came out, which is actually a spiritual successor to one of my favorite games called Out of This World. Hey, what about Diablo? What about Diablo? Isn't that a thing? It is a thing. I remember that game. I think that came out much later. Wasn't it over your head? Yeah, it's top down. Yeah. That's what it's called? That's, no, that's the, the ang- that view is yeah. when you're above the person and they look small. and they're The, the style of game is called a dungeon crawler, but the, that view is called top down. <clears throat> that camera angle, if you will. I don't like that. Okay. Uh, 1998, Heart of Darkness comes out on PC. This is important because that game was interesting, but the important part is is that that is the first full orchestration in a video game for a video game. PC. (coughs) PC? Yes, PC. Hey, Uh, I I got a question. Yes. So, I remember those PlayStation games when I was younger. I remember Mm -hmm. them. The backs of those were black. Yes. What's going on with that? Um, I think that was PlayStation's way of stopping piracy at first, because uh, like the Dreamcast, the way they stop piracy is that you can't hack the system because the disc ro- ro- rotates the opposite direction from everything else. Like discs always rotate left, hmm. Dreamcast rotates right. Right. Um, I think that was just their way of because if it was just a plain old disc, like a CD disc, you could throw it in your computer and burn it, and then you have right. a game that you can yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that was their way of just stopping piracy. Huh? Yeah. Uh, don't quote me on that, but that's what I believe. <clears throat> um, so Bruce Broughton, he's actually an uh, Academy Award nominated composer, composed the music for that game. Uh, the game was kind of a flop, unfortunately, didn't do super well, but it's important because it's the first full orchestration for a game, like written for a game. Hmm. And it was also the first game to have full orchestration. It wasn't written to be orchestrated and then ran through a MIDI processor. It was full orchestration. Are we talking about like uh, like somebody in a studio, like uh, like like a conductor? Mm-hmm. With like, like a thirty-piece orchestra, a full orchestra with a conductor and a giant room full of mics. It yes. wasn't done on. It was not done know, on a computer. computer it was an anything. actual orchestration. There was MP3s in the game hmm. to allow it to you know run that. Um, now, unfortunately, you don't get that sound. You can buy that soundtrack still now to this day. It's very expensive because it's a collector's item and it's out of print. And we actually didn't get that on disc till eight years later. So just interesting little fun fact behind the curve. Yeah. 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 That's really behind the curve. Yeah. So that was 98. So that didn't come out till like what? 2006, whatever. Math is not my strong point. That makes sense though. You know, because the, the video, the video game industry, they weren't, they were just selling games. Yeah. That the the soundtrack idea wasn't a thing. Soundtrack was almost like an afterthought. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely an afterthought. So, Hmm. but all this is, is, is combining into this, all this is affecting the children of my generation. Your generation, too, but you're a little older. Uh, hmm. So, like, this is – all this is affecting us. We're all growing up and seeing this and hearing this and experiencing this. So this is prevalent in our minds. And then that starts to affect musicians who are playing heavy music. Mm-hmm. Like, we all incorporate that. But we'll get to that in a moment. But just some more doom. Yeah, just some more important names to look up if you want to check out important scores from video games, interesting scores from video games. Um, Christopher Tin did the music for uh, the Civilization series. I believe the first three, I think. How do you spell Tin? T-I-N. 
Like metal. Like yeah, like metal. Mm. Uh, he the the song he everyone knows from that game is called Baba Yetu. It's an African word, but uh, it's fantastic. It's been fully orchestrated. Uh, video Games Live plays it, which is an or- which is a traveling orchestra that only plays video game music. Uh, Harry Gregson Williams did the Metal Gear Solid series. Worst name ever. It's not great. It's not great. It's an awful. Yeah. Harry Gregson Williams. Um. Yeah, oh God. that's kind of weird. Why would his mom and dad do that? <clears throat> I don't know. That's terrible. Well, I'm sure he's probably not called that all the time. He's probably just called Harry or Greg. H.G. Greg Williams. That's not so bad. Hey, was H.G. Wells, was that Harry Greg? I have no I idea. No, I got no idea. We should look that up. Uh, important one, not so much for the score standing out, but just uh, Hans Zimmer did the music for Crisis 2. I know who that is. Oh, uh, yeah, you do. Everyone does. Yeah. That's a big one. Uh. My my personal my personal hero. The reason this is the reason we're doing this episode is because of this gentleman, Mr. Mick Gordon, who did the music for the newest Doom game. Yeah, which is just fucking metal. We talked about that a while yeah. back. It is metal as fuck. Reminded me of uh, yeah. It reminded me of Meshuggah. Yeah, it's very industrialized for lack of a better term it's very gen- industrial genty stuff yeah Rammstein. Yeah. it's heavy as fuck yeah uh and then the last one other here a uh, personal guy i've been following lately is jake kaufman um he does he's kind of leading the front on this resurgence of the chiptune music that's being brought back into games that stuff's weird i love it it makes me so happy yeah i think he it's, did shovel knight but. yeah it's um i think um what am i thinking of there's a movie um i think it's it follows mm-hmm. you ever watch that i don't believe so i think it's that one i think uh, the soundtrack of that was done via chip tuning mm. um it's really interesting oh the, yeah the idea that you you run a audio signal through a very simple circuit yeah, it's, you know, it, it a, turns a, everything into square waves. Basically, yeah, everything yeah, I mean, is maxed out. <laughs> yeah, I think it's 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 real it's real interesting. To yeah, me. like to, to fucking plug something into a Game Boy and it just like uh, makes these yeah. weird ass noises. Well, there's actually uh, a genre of of the music that's now out because of these things. It's called nerdcore, mm. and they actually uh, hack. Game Boys, Famicoms, and Super Nintendos, like the original three, and actually run programs inside of them that allow them to control the chips inside to play music. Hmm. So live, you'll go to a show and he'll have his laptop set up for like like beats and stuff, and then his quote-unquote instruments are these adapted game consoles mm-hmm. that he's actually playing as instruments. Yeah. So like that's a that's a real thing that goes on. People make chip, people do live chip tune performances now. Yeah, that's interesting. So I I think that's super cool. I have no idea how to go about that, but it may, it, I well I think it it's just real simple. You got two ends to a circuit. Yeah. On a chip, you just get in at each end and start manipulating the signal. Yeah, but I just it, I don't know how it, you got. Then you got to map the buttons, to figure yeah, out, figure yeah, out a menu. In and, in in my brain, like in my head, I picture someone just clamping jumper cables down <laughs> on on like a, on a little little computer chip. On, on, no, like on a Game Boy, like literally like on the <laughs> on outside the of it, and then just start smashing <laughs> buttons and see what it does. <laughs> Some big oaf just. Like smacking a Game Boy with yeah. a closed fist. Man, it, that may be a fruitless endeavor because Sparks flying those things don't break. I, I, I never had one. There's, there's yeah. one in a museum in I believe in New York 
that a, a gentleman took a soldier took to Iraq that he had in his pocket and uh he like a bomb got dropped on him <laughs> and he lived right. and his game boy is completely melted like it's <laughs> melted right. and it's still works That's it's awesome. plugged in and still functioning and it still plays tetris wow yeah and it's like all shitty and melty but it Still works. <laughs> it's a, well, that's a testament to that weird gray shit that they make the they make the shells out of. That's like that's like airplane metal. Fun fact: Nintendo know? has a patent on that plastic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't you don't fucking fuck. Yeah, with I that remember plastic. you and I. I remember you and I talking about it a while back. Yeah, it, it, like if you smoke a cigarette around it, you're fucked. Yeah, like it's it's yellow now. Yeah, <laughs> and like sun damage doesn't like sun damage, <laughs> yeah. and like if you try to, especially the one on the GameCube, it might be slightly different. But if you try to open a GameCube with like blunt force, that plastic has a super low friction tolerance so as you're pushing it just melts and it you can't pry it open because it just <laughs> it just melts with the friction so it's uh it's fun, like, it's a fun time it's like trying to <laughs> it's like trying to get a crowbar to work on mayonnaise <laughs> Yeah. It's like it's, it's it's just not it's just it's moving i can't pry this mayonnaise <laughs> I can scoop this mayonnaise <laughs> tiny bit by tiny bit. Okay, so now that we know a brief, a brief, very summarized history. That was of, like a, of, a half hour. Was it? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Yes, it was. But uh, we, we, you, you know, were. It was. It was interesting because you're 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 talking about this stuff like the way I talk about. Kiss. Yeah. You're like, you have to understand. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love this stuff, man. It makes me happy. This these these experiences are a big reason as uh, for who I am today. Mm. Like especially musically. The reason I do the things I do is because of this. Like this has formed me as a person almost. Yep. So like it, it's very it's very much a part of me. Uh but this brings us to today. This brings us because basically since 98 when we started doing orchestration unless specifically like retro throwback stuff having specifically retro throwback music Mm -hmm. most things are fully orchestrations most things on big big releases Hmm. so not much has changed lately Mm -hmm. we're still doing big like orchestra nintendo has an orchestra like they just contract this orchestra play this music done so booyah yeah not much has changed um however People who grew up in our generation have started incorporating these things into their music, specifically their metal and hip hop. Uh, we have a literal genre of metal that's called Nintendo Core. That is a real <laughs> thing. Uh, and then we have Nerdcore Rap, which is basically a lot of times they rap over chiptune beats, and they the top the, the topics are nerd and game related. Uh, the some of my favorite bands are Nerd are Nintendo core bands uh power glove arm cannon super madness even you get into some sketchy areas like dragon force have a lot of game related stuff and it's Mm -hmm. like you're skirting on the edge there of well there's a lot of uh it's a i I mean bottom line is that it's america's favorite pastime right now it is yeah yeah. it absolutely is i think it's like kind of a what I think is so interesting about video games, yeah. to me, is that they, in a way, they sort of took place of sports, or you know, they are at least- starting to the the biggest um, watched event of all time. Like most people watching it on television and mm-hmm. computer, 
was the League of Legends World Finals. And that is a video game. Mm. And it like it was like four times the amount of the Super Bowl, people watching it. Wow. Yeah. And ESPN2 now airs the Capcom Cup, which is ca- all the Capcom fighting game tournaments. So at uh, these big fighting uh, FGC events, which is fighting game uh, community, they uh, they are now airing them on ESPN2. And, like, people are watching them, and you can see the stream of people. It starts off being people like, what the fuck is this shit? I'm here for sports and just regular dickhead stuff. And then, like, as it goes on, you see these same people be like, okay, I've not changed the channel. Like, (laughs) I'm still here. Yeah. And, like, I don't understand this, but it's riveting to watch. So, like, people start watching and getting into it. So even if you don't participate, sometimes just watching these competitive video games is becoming a thing like people are enjoying it well the gameplay is the game the gameplay is engaging it is it's fascinating it's almost kind of like similar to watching a movie because they got the cutaway scenes and yeah stuff like that so it's it's definitely it's all changing stuff yeah so but uh power glove that literally is a name ripped right out of a nintendo product Mm -hmm. they have a power glove yeah that's you know power metal video game stuff they just do power metal covers of video games and it's they're fucking amazing they're they're great they're so talented and that's the struggle right now is that with all these video game related things they're very much still viewed as childish or or not as valid and like these guys are really talented musicians they're Mm -hmm. just doing something that they love I wonder how that's. I mean, I wonder what the reason that's because that's an overarching theme. Yeah, yeah. You no, know, especially with video games is always still kind of viewed that way. Yeah, by a lot and of I. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I look at it that way. Yeah, I, I don't play video games because I got a fucking adult shit to do. I mean, me too. You know? But I still, I still enjoy. It's my stress relief. It's yeah, what I love. Yeah, to do. which, yeah. which I think is is what's so to me is that's why it's so damn interesting. Yeah, because of the stigma attached to it. Yeah. Because I don't necessarily think that it's a – does it seem valid Yeah. to me? Yeah. Because I think that we're still carrying over from, you know, little kids having those their little, little handheld, yeah. you know, battery-powered games. But there are – I mean, like this that, is so. a multi-billion dollar – Yeah, yeah. Like it's kind of like porn. Economy now. It's kind of yeah. like porn. Yeah, where it's, like, it's viewed as like cliche and like it's kind of yeah, kind of a bad stigma, a but negative. Yeah, I mean, three million of you clicked on Pornhub. Yeah, to like within the last two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, who did it? Yeah. Well, oh, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. I, I just fucked my wife. That's it. <laughs> like, yes, you did. Like, yeah, like, you watch porn in the car on the way home. You know. Yeah, like <laughs> yes. so you're doing things. Come on, man. Like. And, like, those people, like, people in game design, the same as the porn industry, are making careers out of it, and people are still, like, that's not a job. And it's like, uh, that's a a job. They make more than you do. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I think, to me, I mean, it's obviously going to have far-reaching sort of effects and impact into, into just artistic culture in general. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think a lot of the time, you know, we view all art differently. You yeah. know, it's never the same. You never treat, a lot of the time you don't treat uh, music, just music on its own, like a Radiohead album. You don't look at that the same way that you would Mist. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, yeah. ju- you just don't, but there's a lot of crack. It's also interesting that you know you know Mist, because Mist also came up as a influential soundtrack. 
I'm aware. Yeah, that's cool. I'm aware of things. I'm glad you're learning. <laughs> Look at you learning. I'm, I'm aware of stuff. I just, to me, I, I think it's interesting because I think the, on one end, it's absolutely artistically valid. Oh, absolutely. And like, you, and, and some yeah. of these pieces are like, I, I always do this thing. I, I did this with my, with my high school music teacher one time because he was very much the old school, f- f- like, mindset of, like, this isn't valid yeah and so i i literally took uh there was a a piece that i found that was a fully orchestrated piece of the legend of zelda and i took it to him and i was like what do you think about this and he's like this is fantastic he's like i've never heard this before what is this and i played it off i was like oh it's a japanese uh orchestration it's by a man named koji kondo and he's like i love this i'll have to look into this and i was like this is from a video game right and he was like Oh, <laughs> like it, like it completely changed it. Well, I think to to me, I think I think probably that stigma comes from a lot of gaming. Uh, gaming did not get complex, like oh no, legitimately complex no. until probably the last twenty years. You know, if and even What's that two thousand or. 1997. 97. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. like RE7 the, came out that year and stuff. So, and we yeah. look at that, and we got approximately 30 years previous to that where it was pretty fucking basic. Yeah, yeah. Like an entire, an entire original Nintendo game is like a quarter of a gig, yeah. if even that. Yeah. Like it's that's, yeah. You can't do much with that. Yeah, like, yeah. I think it's kind of like it's like the difference between watching like a Michael Bay movie mm-hmm. and then like a Martin Scorsese movie. Yeah. You yeah. know, like that's pap. Yeah, you know this is just this is just colors on a screen. Yeah, and the other yeah. one, the other one's like, oh, fuck oh this is a film. <laughs> <laughs> Taxi driver. <laughs> so like, it, right, it's anyway, the the as much as the music affects the game, it's also the I don't know it, it it's it's part of the experience. It's as much part of the experience as the game is now. So because I know there are some of my favorite games have. I wouldn't even say so much as scores, but it's still sound design, mm-hmm. which when you think about it, like the original Nintendo, that the 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 noise that Mario makes when you get a mushroom, the someone had to write that. Someone mm-hmm. had to make that. That is part of sa- that is part of that game's not orchestration, but that is a piece very small piece of music that someone had to make. Right. So like when you start taking that into consideration of how even just those little things affect how you feel about a game, how for risk and reward with these games, you you want to get that one up. You want to get that mushroom, even if it's hard to get to. You want to get to this extra life. And then when you get it, imagine if you got it and nothing happened. Like literally like the, the, the life counter went up and there's no sound. Mm. There's no anything. That's There's no reward. The music is part of the reward. Like it, it it's – it's incorporated in the design of a game far more than a lot of times people realize. Mm-hmm. Uh, even in, say, in, a, in Street Fighter, fighting games, uh, Killer Instinct, all these modern fighters, the sound of a fist hitting a body has to be rewarding. And someone who probably is in charge of music has to make that sound and make it sound punchy and interesting. Mm-hmm. And without it, you literally have no indicator of a positive effect that you just had on the other player. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's super simple because it, it stimulates the, um, it's, it's stimulating the risk reward. Exactly. Response. Yeah. You know, your the risk to, if I try this to solve the puzzle, mm-hmm. will it, will it work? And then when you get the do at the end yeah. of the level, there's a certain sort of reward to that. Exactly. It's no different yeah. than ringing a bell and giving a, 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 a treat, do- a treat yeah. to a yeah. dog, you know? I think to, to me, yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I did. It's, it's. I mean, 
when you when you when there's syncopation of whatever puzzle the brain is trying to s- solve with mm-hmm. rhythm and with what we were talking about at the beginning the sort of unconscious awareness yeah when you syncopate all those things and they start working in unison mm-hmm. it's i mean it's it's an experience. Yes. It's yeah, more than yeah. just playing a game. Yeah, it's yeah. An That's why I think I think a lot of a lot of gamers are hell bent on making sure it's a really good TV. Yeah, you know yeah. Uh, the the sound system is is grand. So yeah, this, the sound has always been more important to me than anything. Like I, vi- picture visual is visual. You can have a good game if it looks like shit. I know that because I've played Shovel Knight and it looks like it's from 1985 and it's still fucking great. Right. The music's good. So like I guess the the music always is more important to me. Like <laughs> anyway, yeah. In, in my head, in my <laughs> in my head, I see Pong. Yeah, and then with just huge subwoofers. <laughs> and no, no, Pong with just just the rhythm, just the ri- <laughs> ju- just the rhythm. No, 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 oh. just the rhythm of rain and blood. This <laughs> back and forth, <laughs> just over and over and over and over again. Like, imagine, yeah. how intense Pong becomes. It, way more intense, <laughs> like <laughs> sweating, red faced. It's just there's so much the music offers, and the same way with like movies and films, it's the same thing. Like the music coming in can frighten you the music coming out can frighten you sound design and just ambience can completely change the way you feel about something if you had these huge grandiose things that we have now these huge like immersive worlds that you were in and if it literally was like real world where there's no like there's no noise to it like there's no soundtrack or ambient noise if it's just you walking around a completely silent landscape it's not fun. That's weird. That's going to be really creepy and weird. <laughs> there were there was in early PlayStation One games. There were a lot of weird games that just like the music just was a lack of sometimes. And so it was literally early PC games were bad about it too. So you're just literally walking around in a first person view with no sound. And it's like I don't know, there's something about it to me that I find incredibly unsettling. I I don't like that old those old PC games where the sounds just nothing until you until something specific happens and you're just walking around in silence and it's just it's incredibly unnerving to me. So just like put some, put some music on. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I used to do when I was young. But like it's just the point of even clear into the '90s, people didn't realize how important music was to a gaming experience. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's take a break. Yeah. Hey, what's up, motherfucker? This is Dustin from Music the Lifeblood. Are you on Instagram? Do you like that shit? Well, guess what? So is Music the Lifeblood. Just search Music the Lifeblood. You can check out pictures of my record collection, and you're going to get random pictures of Haggis the Wonder Mutt, the official Music the Lifeblood dog. All right, Instagram. Fuck yeah. Music the Lifeblood. Big Jake. Dustin. Where do we go from here? Okay, so are you aware of any bands that you enjoy that have video game influences? Because I can think of <clears throat> two off the top of my head. But are you t- like, okay, video game influence. Yep. Whether it be musically, theme, mm-hmm. theme-wise. Well, I feel like into, up until 20 years ago, it's been like, you know, it would be just like the new wave bands. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because every, everything saying. before that, like, we can do that on a Moog. 
You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we can make that sound. Yeah, like the cars. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. that sort of thing. But beyond that, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I immediately Black Dahlia Murder pops. pops what I was gonna say, the Black Dahlia Murder in my has head a lot from, of influence. Uh, um, what a horrible night to have a curse is a direct rip from Castlevania Two. Is that? Isn't that the one called Simon's Quest? Yes. Is that what it yes. is? Was it technically not a Castlevania one? No, it's a Castlevania game. It is? It's just not very good. Okay. Yeah. There's is a lot that of, the real hard one? Yes. There's a lot of like real dumb shit you just have to know. Okay. Like we're on the, there's an infamous point in that game where you have to go to the very left of the of like the map yeah. and kneel for like 30 actual seconds. <laughs> And, Why? and then something will happen, but there's <laughs> no indicator of what, like, no one tells you to do that. So, like, it's just stupid shit like that. Um, it's not, the game's kind of frowned upon. Why would you do that? I, because. That sounds like, that sounds like a programmer that's mad at his boss. No, this is early game design because they didn't know what the fuck they were doing and they knew, because <laughs> we actually mentioned it earlier, the, the replay value. Right. Replay value, we, they didn't know how to do it yet. So their their answer was to keep people playing their game was to make shit really fucking hard. <laughs> so you had to keep playing it. There's a sort of there's a sort of like sadistic quality. No, they're literally they're literally is, that. there's <laughs> yeah. a there's a, there's a term in the gaming world that they refer to as when games still to this day when games are like are sections of games that are just like rage inducing hard it's called it's they call it's referred to as nintendo hard because they they it's it's referred to like all those old games were just like they didn't know how to make a, they can't they physically can't make the game long because of the like the there wasn't space yeah, they couldn't yeah, do that yeah. and they had to make them hard so you had you didn't just beat it in a day so they just made it stupid fucking hard um yeah, be it the Black Dahlia murder. Yeah. Um, the only other one that I can think of is Cannibal Corpse. I know Corpse Grinder. He, yeah, he's, he's a got a he's guy. got a Warcraft tattoo yeah. on his arm. I know yeah. that. Um, uh, but system, that that's all I can think of. System of a Down. I hate that band. Really? Yes. Really. But okay. Yeah. Um, Dragon Force, obviously. Um, well, what was System of a Down? What is- they literally have a song that's the Legend of Zelda that they put words to. Link, he come to town. He come to save the Princess Zelda. They literally like that was on a CD, huh? Yeah, I wasn't really sure if they ever got away with that because gross. Yeah, um, Dragon Force obviously is one that I always bring up. They have a whole lot of game references. They also have a straight Castlevania rip in one of their new on their newest album. Okay. The game before that had a Call of Duty rip. They do a lot of stuff mm. like that. Um, the the Proto Men is a nerdcore band that's starting to get some mainstream show. Uh, Proto Man. Yes, Mega Man. Mega Man. Yeah, he's my favorite character ever. Um, ever. At literally in any fiction, he is my favorite character. In the, the history Proto- of always. Proto Man is my favorite Proto, Proto Man and Casey Jones. Um, From Teenage Mutant yeah. Ninja Turtles? I love Casey Jones. What, what game was he in? He wasn't in the game. He was in the comic books. Oh, I thought we were talking about games. I, I just meant knowing everything. Those are my two oh, favorite yeah, yeah, characters. Yeah. I just thought it was weird he wore gray sweatpants. I love it. He's just, me, he's just the everyman. It made me weird because you could see, see his, his dong. You could see his dangus. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, another one in the mainstream, the Ataris, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I hate that band. Oh, yeah? I mean, I'm not a fan. Oh, I just, God, yes. I'm just saying it's in the it's in the mainstream. Protest the Hero, a lot of video game influences, uh, a lot of MIDI sounds they use. Uh, another big one, again, in the mainstream, Periphery. 
lot of games up in periphery. Hmm. So it, it's it's more in your face than one might realize, especially if you're into metal. It's you're, you get a lot of it going around just because of what's oh, Born of Osiris is another big one too, right? Um, we you get a lot of I don't know, it, it's something we grew up with, so you write about what you know, kind of situation, right, yeah. Right. Yeah, I think well we're at the we're at the point where we're a couple generations deep. Oh yeah. With, with oh, like yeah. with like serious. The average serious. the average gamer right now is between the ages of 18 and 32. Yeah. They're not just kids anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's we're we're a couple yeah, we're a couple generations deep. So that means that's the influence is going to start making it's going to just it's get gonna more, make more, its, more more yeah. Make its way into everything. I think to me I think it's neat. I remember when that when that new Doom game came out. I think it was last year. I literally year. it was 2016. Yeah, yeah, I literally bought it because I heard the music and was yeah. like <laughs> I, I, I remember that. I remember how fucking amped you were. Yeah. about about that and I remember looking that stuff up going it fucking sounds like Rammstein. You know, like, I mean, a really, really heavy Rammstein yeah, I, I on just, a nine-string guitar. It was. I, I thought. I thought it was interesting. It's yeah. the one thing that I generally. I don't. I'm not into. Uh, I lied to you about something earlier. Oh, what? sorry. The first. The first. Uh, I said they had to wait eight years to get the uh, the CD of. Uh, oh yeah. Of Heart of Darkness. That was missed. Not Heart of Darkness. Missed. 1991 won the first video game music award. And they had to wait till ninety eight for the CD. Sorry, okay. wanted to just clarify that editorial note. Yes, yes. Okay, continue. My bad. Uh, I just it, it's it's uh, it's interesting to see how it's affecting everything. Yeah, it's it's, pop, it's popping up. It's becoming a, like you said. It's becoming Americana. Yeah, like pops up on a consistent basis. Yes, it does. I think it's neat. It's neat for me to. Um, I guess I don't know ambient music, whether whether it's orchestral or electronic, whatever the mm-hmm. case is. Ambient music is um, it's fascinating to me. Sometimes I'll pop in and see like what Atticus Ross or Trent Reznor's doing mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And what what I do what I do wonder about <clears throat> because the, I remember looking into that Doom stuff when you were yeah. telling me about it is that obviously not all of the gameplay you can't fit a four or five minute piece yeah you can't yeah. lay it over the top of all of the gameplay yeah so what do they do what do they do like when you're just like okay i gotta fucking walk yeah from um, point a to b before the action the, starts uh, actually i have i purchased the doom soundtrack i have it on my phone and i'd say a good half of that soundtrack or at least two-thirds is uh very much just kind of ambient noise but mm. it's still someone had to write that so they right. went ahead and put it on the soundtrack uh, a lot of it's uh, just creepy sounds. A lot of it's, uh, but it's but it's looped in a way in case I mean you're like a real fucking idiot and yeah. you can't get in the game. Yeah, it from just where it just keeps. It'll going. just loop itself. Yeah. Okay. and like that's actually what the part of the sound design in that game is so good is because those really heavy heavy sections you hear of just crushing music is. It only happens when like shit gets intense. Mm-hmm. When things get really, really intense, the music amps up, and then the music's written so well, and it, it, it that it almost feels like the game was made around the music, mm-hmm. which is not the case. But that it's incorporated so well that when those moments hit, and then like you're 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 like oh fuck, <laughs> like they're everywhere. I don't have any ammo. Right. Like your shit's right. getting real. 
that music will ramp up. And then when you think it's done, it'll ramp up again. And like, it just, it just keeps building and building and building and right, building. Right. And like, that's what made that, that one video game, the VGAs, the v- video game awards are kind of bullshit, but it won soundtrack of the year. And like, uh, Matt Halpern from periphery was on stage, uh, with, uh, Mick Gordon performing that live. So it was Mick Gordon with his fucking nine string guitar and Matt Halpern from fucking periphery. And there's a keyboard player with someone significant, but I forget who it was. It's just the three of them playing this music live at like a concert. Mm. And it was awesome. <laughs> so right, right. like it's, it, it's, it's creeping its way in a little bit everywhere. I, I remember you mentioning, um, you, you, uh, we were talking one day and I remember you talking about, um, something that had gotten released on vinyl. That was shovel Knight by Jake Kaufman. Okay. Yeah. Is that the, was that like the real metal one? I no, remember, that's uh, that's just it's all eight bit stuff. It's uh, it's okay. Yeah, okay. It's very triumphant medieval kind of stuff. Okay, okay, stuff. okay, yeah. okay, okay. And that's so. How much? How often? Because I'm kind of cur- I'm curious about it. How yeah. often do we see stuff make it to vinyl? From to the, vinyl, do you see it a lot? Not in video game stuff, but um, there there are soundtracks that make it to CD and get pressed pretty regularly Mm. but if i open my my music player here i have let's just take a gander um i have uh tupperware remix party really heavily game based i have super madness which is a nintendo core band that's been in print uh i have the doom soundtrack that's obviously been in print i think it is also getting a vinyl release soon okay i believe it's getting a double vinyl release I have Knights of the Round, Local Dudes, Nintendo Core, really mm. good solid technical death metal. Uh, that's been, I think they, they're in print. They're not huge, but they're in print. Um, I have Dragon Force, which is you know obviously in print, and they have all video game influences. Uh, so, and then I have soundtrack-wise, I have the, the Doom soundtrack, and I have uh, the uh, game called Undertale mm. that um, came out and... I know what that game is. Piano renditions yeah. of all the Undertale music that's really good. Yeah, I know what that game is. Um, I know a lot of the, for a while, Nintendo, when they released new games, they were if you paid a little bit extra, you were getting a CD full of the soundtrack from that mm. game. Mm. So that those are all impressed. The Legend of Zelda 30th Anniversary came out when Skyward Sword came out. Right. And it came with a disc that I keep in my car. I play it all the time. It's so good. I think it's 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 interesting to see because it's kind of like the collision of two very different worlds. Yeah. You think of game and then you think of like advanced tech technology. Yeah. yeah. And you think of vinyl. It's very old school. It's analog, yeah. you know. I would imagine some of the packaging stuff that they could do with that would probably be really interesting. Lucrative. Yeah. You yeah. know, to put it mildly. That's interesting. Yeah, that that Shovel Knight vinyl was a I think it was a double L, double gatefold LP and it what what double gatefold yeah it was big like it opened twice like it had an inch like, like one, you opened two, it yeah three panels yes or three pa- more no three panels <laughs> three panels three panels okay, one two three okay. yeah and I was uh, gonna say like double like that's fuck that's enormous yeah it was <laughs> it was it was I'm pretty sure it was three three discs because it was three okay. records it's a it was big big and it was like 120 bucks new wow okay and it was okay. printed on blue vinyl and had all custom like new direct from the artist custom artwork okay. that you didn't get anywhere else except for on the vinyl oh wow so now it's real fucking expensive because i only made like 500 of them wow yeah 
have to check it out. I really want it, it, but I don't have that kind of money. Yeah, might so be, might be something I can dig around on yeah. for a Vinyl Thursday episode. That would be dope. Yeah, that'd be neat. Okay, we haven't done this in a little while. We have it. Let's do it. We're going to do a Donald Trump top five. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> top five. Hold on. Sorry. Okay. I'm, making, I'm making a note of the time code. Oh, gotcha. So that it makes gotcha. it easier, easier to go gotcha. back and edit gotcha. it. All right, so... Uh, t- top five video games Donald Trump loves to play. <laughs> I got one. If it's not on that list, I'm going to be disappointed in you. Okay, just take... Oh, okay, oh, you can see it at the bottom. Okay, I'll take, I'll take a look here. Uh, yeah, no, that's... <laughs> yeah, that's... Oh. <laughs> I would I would add Burger Time to that list. <laughs> no way! Burger Time's amazing. It is, but he's a big. Never mind. <laughs> no, no, he's a big orange fat fuck. So I would. I'll preface. I'll preface this. Yeah. I just. I'm a libertarian. Yeah. I'm very libertarian. So yeah. some would say that goes down to the conservative end of the spectrum. Yeah. Um, but that's only based on fucking insane leftist social justice warriors. <laughs> so, um, I didn't. I didn't vote for either of them. I couldn't bring myself to do it. Nope. I felt like we were in like dire straits. Yeah, like, me either. Yes, I'm not. I'm not going to be responsible. Yeah, for I'm, this. Not, I'm <laughs> not. I am not doing this bullshit. So yeah. anyway, uh, we crack jokes about Donald Trump every now and then. All right, all right, all right. So number yes. five. Number five. Number five. It's those shitty little handheld Tecmo Bowl. Yeah, uh, Tecmo yeah. Bowl. I had one of those uh, growing up. Like, yeah. it's just fucking impossible to play. It's just—it's literally just like, do, like colored dots on a screen. <laughs> yes. There's no like game involved. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking try about. Try to get, try to get the red dot. Yeah, to the end zone. To go to the left. Try to get the red dot, the red dot to the end zone. That is not <laughs> actually a screen. It's just. <laughs> Like lines painted on glass with lights underneath it. Right. Yeah, I remember that. I, I think, had one of those. I think of how hard, uh, 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 like those Giga Pets. You remember those? Oh, Tamagotchis and Tam- shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, I had one when I was playing in bands, and the singer of the band had one. He fucking obsessed over it. And we we're like, but it's going to die. It like, doesn't exist. It's a fucking watch at best. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, no, I, I, that blows my mind that you were already in bands when Tamagotchis were out, because I was in, like, elementary school. <laughs> I'm ten years old. I know, but I always forget. All right, all right. Okay, number four. Yes. Silent Hill. But why? Um, just, Other than the terrible pyramid head nurse rape scene. Just because, um, just because, here, because of this. Okay. I think, I think, um... Is it like a sick fantasy he has? I don't like borderline no, sexual no. fantasy. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Donald Trump's one of those guys that if you were to like interact with him, he's one of those guys that will not even admit. You know what I mean? That it was like, oh, that was scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can see him doing it and being like genuinely freaked, the <laughs> fuck, <laughs> freaked the fuck out. But like when his wife walks in, he was like, oh. Well, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Drops the controller. Playing like, this game. This is, I'm just checking out this game. <laughs> or, have you seen me play this game? 
it's a great it's, it's the best great. game it's, it's wonderful it's amazing <laughs> it's the best game that's ever game <laughs> all right so uh number two uh superman superman 64 yeah the real bad one where yeah. you just fly through rings yeah that yeah. makes sense yeah it's i played that game once it's terrible um and i'm horrible at yeah. video games yeah. and even i could sense something like oh this is bad this is <laughs> something is amiss <laughs> That game was literally just fly through these hoops. <laughs> yeah, something extremely amiss. Yeah, that, game. that game's real bad. All right, number two, number number two. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, he just kills prostitutes. In, it just he thinks it's in, a game in Grand Theft Auto. Oh, I thought you meant like in real life, and he just like <laughs> <laughs> just like carries a controller. He's like, it's okay, I got a free life, and like rolls away in the limo. <laughs> Melania. Check me, watch me kill this prostitute. <laughs> it's huge. Oh God, it's huge. Yeah, huge. Grand, Grand Theft Auto. All okay. right, all right. Number one. Yes. Here's the big one. Yep. Et on Atari. You want to know a fun fact? I have that framed in my house. You have one? I do. Was it one of the ones they dug out of the ground? No, the it was, I, ac- I actually found one in the wild. I watched, I watched that documentary. It's Yeah, it's great. It's yeah, fascinating. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah, no, I actually have I have a <laughs> copy just, of that. It's just fucking hilarious to me that, that they were like, this game is so bad. Yeah. Just bury it. Just get rid of it. Literally bury it. Well, there was like, more than just that one, but yeah. yeah. yeah but that but, was like but, the main, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. You see like, um, you see like, uh, like, like really ugly film footage, like yeah. on like those bad websites. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Of like pit, alive pigs being dumped into a big pit and then just covered in dirt. You know what I mean? I don't like, think I've ever seen that you've shit. You've never seen that? No. Like, it's an actual thing. Like, pigs that were, they had some sort of sickness. And oh, it, okay. And it was, it was tainted meat. Yeah. So they wouldn't even, we're not even going to touch the pigs because we're yeah. afraid it can... Spread. It can yeah. spread. So they just put them in a big pit and covered <laughs> it. It just covered it up with That's dirt. terrible. And, like, the ground was moving because they were trying to get out and stuff. I mean, it's just, like, horrendous. Yeah. It's, like, the worst of human nature. Yeah. So when you when your only recourse is to just bury it in a pit, it's, that's bad. <laughs> it's a bad, bad, like, bad. That sign. went wrong way before then. <laughs> like, this can be tracked. Like, <laughs> yes. Go back, find out where this happened in the space time continuum. Yeah, and stop it. We're gonna send somebody back to stop it. <laughs> All right, Donald Trump, top five. It's good. That's a keeper. <laughs> That's a keeper. <laughs> oh, E.T., the fucking extraterrestrial. I have that framed, and I have two copies of Shaq Fu framed. I played Shaq Fu. I thought it was awesome. Shaq Fu's terrible. It's amazing. There is an organization, and I use that word loosely, <laughs> that is dedicated to finding every copy of Shaq Fu and destroying it. <laughs> God. I swear to you, that's it's a like real the thing. Video game version of the SS. Yeah, it's like, a real thing. Why? So I have a copy of Gen- a copy on the of uh, on the Genesis and a copy on the SNES framed in my house. There's certain things you just want to erase from humanity. <laughs> it's not gonna Shaq work. Fu's not one of them, though. Yeah, you're not, why is that so any, offensive? I feel like anytime, anytime, any like just the same as the pit. The, yeah, the, yeah, big, the, pig the pit. big pit when your only recourse is we're gonna get rid of all of them. That's a bad <laughs> sign. 
He's got to get rid of him. It's extreme. It never works out yeah. the way he wanted to. It's awful. Yep. I, okay, okay, okay. You okay. got another. You got your top five now. Yeah, I did a top five video game yep. soundtracks. Because um, I was really thinking about this for a couple yeah. days. No, for sure. Um, I told you, do your research. Um, okay, so I'm coming we, in hot. So we mentioned it um, earlier, the Excite mm-hmm. Bike theme. Yeah. I'm familiar. It sounds it's like, like to me thirty seconds, then it's over. It sound well. I mean, it builds and builds. Yeah, and, yeah. Ah, you know, do 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 do. Like it just. Ah. <laughs> I love it. The, when I play a side bite, there's like there's three sounds. Yeah. Or. <laughs> and then burr, 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 until the when engine you're cools bouncing, down. Yeah, yeah. And well, there's then, also the when you like fall dr- off the bike or in the yeah. mud. You yeah, drive through yeah. the mud. And it's just like <laughs> it's simple. It's yeah. very simple. It's one yeah. of those things where it's like it's in my head. Yeah, you just know it because it's yeah, part you just of know you. Know by heart. Yeah. Uh, number four, Paperboy. You're joking, right? No. It, it's like two measures. That's great. Okay. Why would you? I just, that's just like barely a, a song. It's like barely a, it's just like. Yeah, but you remember it. I do. Like, you'll remember it to the end of the Oh, yeah, until I'm dead. Yeah. Days. I don't remember more than the actual music, though. Doop, 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 doop. Doop, 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 doop. In the beginning, when they're showing the houses you got to hit and the houses you fucked up. The face, the face you made, like, the face. If there, if there was like a, if there. A facial expression associated like a, with dupe. If there is a clone of you that went wrong, <laughs> like it went really wrong and like it only had like an 80 IQ, <laughs> that was the face that that version of Jake would Just make. Just always all the time. Like, doop, 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 doop. All right, all right, okay. Uh, number three, uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Oh fuck yeah! Um, it's speci- got fucking such good music. Yeah, in it. specifically Fever One Hundred and Five. Yeah, with yeah. All, with the all eighty like, station, like the Michael Jackson and stuff. Yeah, it's got a lot of dance. Yeah, yeah, a lot of funk. Mm-hmm. There's some hollow notes. Yeah, I used to play that game and just like cruise around, listen to music, like just get in the car and drive and turn yeah. the radio on. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I'll get and I'll give uh, I'll give honorable mention to Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Uh, I didn't. I hated San Andreas. I was not a fan. I, play, I used to play that game. I don't like. Bit. I don't like nineties hip hop. So other. Than, oh God, I do. Other than Woo, that's. I like the Wu Tang Clan. Oh other my God, that. so good, so good. Fucking. I remember Guns and Roses being in it. Ice Cube, No Vaseline. Yeah. Fucking Too Short, Easy E. Easy E's real good. I just don't care for the. Oh, I don't God, care for the so music. Good. It's so fucking good. All right. Anyway, number two, uh, Grand Theft Grand Theft Auto again. You just really like Grand Theft Auto, I think. I thought it was a good game. Yeah. Um, but the V Rock. Yep. Station on there. Crew. Twisted Sister. Yep. Maiden. Yep. Bunch of really really good stuff on there. And I think that one of those stations, it might have been V Rock or it might have been another one, but Axl Rose does some of the voiceovers. Yeah. Yeah. Like he plays <laughs> the DJ. Mm-hmm. What I thought was interesting. That's pretty neat. That's like an odd, like like a little nod. Like yeah. you got to know that you, you, he had to have done that for free. <clears throat> oh yeah, for sure. Because no one can afford Axl Rose, or he just wanted to do it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then number one, mm-hmm. the Mario theme from Down in the Underworld. Boo. Oh no! Boo-dum, boo-dum, boo-dum. Yeah. 
I think that one's incredible. It's it gets stuck in your head because on, it grooves. It drove the shit out of me on the Super Nintendo though when they re-released it because they put a beat behind it. And like there's something about it, I like the simple of just like doo doo doo, and then just silence. And there's something like kind of like you know, have you, have, you, have you seen Animal House? Yeah. You know when Belushi is sneaking into that building to put the horse in it, <laughs> and there's that scene where he's he's trying to sneak in and he's like doing like the jumps <laughs> and every the music only plays when he walks. <laughs> 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 Like that's what I always imagined it as, and like when they put the beat to it, it's like uh, now it just sounds like hip hop. <laughs> like, I don't like it as much. It's got a groove. It no, it totally does. Yep. <laughs> like I love it when they drop it down. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to like I want to hear more, but Angel do that. Hold on, there are there have been bands who have done that before. Is it, was it David David Vincent? Is that who I'm thinking? I don't know. Anyway, whoever sings for Morbid Angel, mm-hmm. I hear that when that dropped. <laughs> I just hear him going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with all of this. <laughs> it's just it 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 sends. It's kind of like that oh shit moment. Yeah, where yeah. you're like, there's a fucking mushroom. <laughs> I need it. It's coming over here. <laughs> fuck his shit up. <laughs> uh, uh, I got to think about my top five. I didn't know we were doing a top five. I mean, I can do one in like. What, well, what's your favorite? Like, do you have like a like? Oh man, is it going to be that Doom one? Doom's up there. Um, I really enjoy the soundtrack to Mega Man Two. I really enjoyed the soundtrack to uh, Teenage, Mutant, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time. That one's fucking dope. That one's so good. And it's also real metal. And like a, like an 80s kind of like proggy kind of metal. Right. Um, uh, they're my favorite game of all time. Not that it's good. I don't recommend you play it. It's just in my childhood. It's a game called Wizards and Warriors in the original Nintendo. And it has really, literally interesting music, medieval, like kind of harpsichord music in the intro. I love that. Uh, it's got your, your, the music of that game of the, of the you're about to die mm-hmm. is some of the most frustrating fucking shit. Cause when it comes <laughs> on, it's just like, ah! it's just real in your face and it's real, like fast and repetitive and it fucking gets to me. Um, more modern stuff. Uh, the new soundtrack to uh, the newest Legend of Zelda, the uh, yeah, Breath of the Wild, is fucking real good. Um, I know that game, Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time. I know yeah. a lot of people like that game. That is a hugely important game, but I uh, I share the opinion of a couple big named people that I know that it's not as good as it lives up to but i don't think so anyway this but it's it's not that good. it's it's good it's I, it's very important but i wouldn't say it's as heavy as everyone says grand yeah yeah um trying to think of more modern stuff that i haven't that i haven't like that i've played that's been just like whoa fuck i just like uh grand theft auto grand theft auto vice city is 
a sub. It's one of those things though where I like the soundtrack, but it's just music that I like put into a game. Mm-hmm. It's not so much like an original soundtrack. But it's it just is, it is a is it is a meeting of two worlds. It is. It is with spectacular. Um, b- uh, Far Cry Three Blood Dragon. All the music in that game. It was like a real 80s throwback, purpose, like purposefully 80s, really corny throwback. And it's all done in first person, like with modern graphics. But like, it's just like you're picking up cassette tapes and the gun you have in the game is fucking RoboCop's gun. <laughs> and like, you got like leather jacket and the glasses and like eagles on your fucking shoulders. And it's like, it's like Kung Fury in game form. Mm, but mm. Power Glove did the whole soundtrack for that game. And it's really good <laughs> it's really really good you know what i think would make a good video game what's that docking just like docking the game or yeah. docking doing a soundtrack no docking a game i don't know where you're going but i enjoy it <laughs> <laughs> you gotta i don't know you gotta something See, i feel like wasp gotta... would be a better video game <laughs> You could do some weird shit with that. You could, you could absolutely. I did, I was thinking with Doc and where like uh, maybe like Jeff, George, and Mick have to find Don's voice because <laughs> he because he lost it, or Don's the bad guy, <laughs> or Don's the bad guy. That makes more sense. <laughs> uh, cannibal Corpse would be a cool horror game. Just be. Cannibal Corpse the game. <laughs> what I think you just. Put him in Resident Evil and you're good. No, nah, that's no. Nah, no, nah. Resident <laughs> Evil's too positive. It's uh, it's got you got to drop him in like Condemned. Condemned is a real fucked up game. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was. I remember when I was a Dead kid, Space my, would be a real gang good game for Cannibal Corpse. There was this game. Uh, my brother had a Commodore 64 mm-hmm. when I was a kid, and there was a game that you couldn't buy. You had mm-hmm. to have one of your buddies copy it. From yeah. a copy of a copy of a copy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On a floppy. Yeah, yeah, they were on floppies. And it was called Blood and Guts. Sounds about right. And you had to throw a cat. <laughs> That's it? I think so. Oh, I mean, Commodore 64 sounds about right. You throw you throw the cat, and then the cat hits the ground, and then all of a sudden there's a puddle of blood. But imagine it pixelated. Yeah, so it's real, like, not even violent. <laughs> well, it's like Night Trap when it came out. Do you remember that whole Yeah, kerfuffle? that was uh, Sega CD. Yeah, and they were like, it's so violent. And you will go back and look at it, and it's like, there are... You gotta... That's some stuff playing. Oh, the thing. <laughs> just keep rolling. And roll yeah, over yeah, the outro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just okay. keep. Yeah, just. Keep, yeah, uh, keep, it's keep totally going. going to get picked up on mic. <laughs> and it's fading up too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Nailed hold it. On, hold on, I got it. I got it. All right, night trap. Okay. Yeah, night trap was like <laughs> they're like. It's too violent to sell. It's too violent. And you go back now and look at it, and it's like these are literal monster men dressed up like ninjas, just kidnapping girls through like scooby-doo-esque <laughs> rotating doors yeah and it's like but it's so violent i remember i remember the song that the chick sang yeah yeah and like that was they said too they like, like it's like a slumber party yeah right? they were like it's too sexual and she just had on like pants and like a brawl or like a swimsuit top jammies yeah and they were like it's too sexual it's too much and it's like i have seen a man's face come open in video games now and spikes come out and bite another man's head off. <laughs> and it looked real. I remember that uh, in my in my head, in my head, all yeah. of the girls in Night Trap look like Debbie Gibson. They all look like they should belong on Saved by the Bell is all I can remember. 
perfect. Yeah, that's what they look like. They we should, should. We should only hope. We should play Night Trap and put it on YouTube. <laughs> it, it just got re-released on PS4 for the anniversary. It'd, it'd be it'd be I you think. it'd be you playing it, and then me just being impatient in the background. It would be that thing. That game's super fucking hard. You couldn't even get through it. That's the that's why it didn't do so well because it just was. It's incredibly hard. Sega CD. Sega CD's bad. We need to get like a hundred of them. I can maybe get you one. <laughs> I can get you a Saturn. I you got always a, see. You always I got see a Saturn. Like, you always see him in like uh, pawn shops. I don't think I've ever seen a Sega CD in a pawn shop. Well, that's where I for like really? the longest time going to a pawn shop. Oh, Sega CD. Section. I mean, I have like oh the whole section There's of like Sega CD of them on, on like I have on a shelf. I have thirty nine game consoles and I do not have a Sega CD. So. <laughs> Hmm. Just saying. I have more than 39 albums. You do. You have a lot. <laughs> I probably have as many original Nintendo games as you do albums. Oh, okay, okay. All right, yeah, I have right. like over 150. Do you know what my favorite Nintendo game is? What's that? I will tell you. Tell me. North versus South. I've never heard of that, actually. Civil War game. I assumed. Yeah. Sounds like a Civil War thing. Yeah. Yeah. Good game. Good. Hmm. 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 Yes, quite. Civil War. Mm. Brother <laughs> against brother. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I feel right. like we're wrapping it we're up. We're super wrapping up. We're wrapping Yeah, we're wrapping up. I have immensely enjoyed this. I've not been at the helm before. The helm. And it felt nice. It felt good. <laughs> I feel important. <laughs> now you know how I feel. Now I know the, the power. <laughs> the power. The power of Release our the, anger. the power of our modest Patreon <laughs> our, payout. Our, <laughs> our double digits. Just two. <laughs> just two digits. <laughs> no, it's more than that. No, it's not. What, like are you monthly. Talking, like people? No, like monthly. People? Like how much money we oh, acquire. Oh, I thought you were talking about like people. Oh, no, no, like, no, 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 no. we no. got more than two people. Oh, yeah. No, not, not no, double digits. No. Oh, I get it. I get it. I get Fucking it. dumbass. I get, I, get <laughs> I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I got it. I got it. All right. That is it. Indeed. Music's a lifeblood. Another episode. Rapping. Go play your video games. Go play if you listen to your music. Watch your power glove. Watch the pigs getting buried. Don't do that. <laughs> Give me fucking nightmares. Why don't they talk I bet about they that? screamed. I, I, I don't, don't want to. I don't know. still screaming. <laughs> All right, that's it. Music, the light, blood, something. <laughs> something new. What are you listening to? Me, as far as I'm concerned, that's all I need.